those Elvis vibes. Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, guys. So we just came back from a little vacation. Hunk, hunk, burning love. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, we were out, you know, seeing Big Shot EP. And no, Elvis not the EP own. that you guys know. Uh, we're talking about Elvis Presley, not I not me. I don't know what the other EP is. Yep. So uh, for those of you, uh, our hundreds of fans that were staying tuned to uh, to see when our next episode would be and dropped. And actually care when we make our new episode. Um, we were off on a little vacation, so we couldn't record. But here we are. What are we working on today? Today, we're going to be talking about letters of recommendation and personal statement. That's correct. So, <laughs> why don't we just get straight to it? Because, you know, we don't want to go a little too long today. Yeah. So, letters. When do we start to ask for recommendation letters? So, you should start asking for recommendation letters the year that you're planning to apply to medical school. So, if you're planning to apply your junior year, um, the fall of your junior year, you should know who your letter writers would be more or less. And then that spring is when she, you should definitely start asking. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And definitely, I mean, you're, you're kind of thinking about this as you're going through the process. Like, I think I might want to ask this professor, you know, next semester or, or I just like this professor. And if you feel like you have that connection, like for those of you that aren't applying this year, that you're freshmen or sophomores in college and you're like, I really want my bio two professor to write me a letter then maybe you can find a way to do some more opportunities with them. Maybe they're taking an, they, they're teaching an upper division course that you can take with them. Maybe they have openings for learning assistance that you yeah. can do with them because that's going to give you more of an opportunity to get to know that professor so that they can write you an even better letter, right? Yeah, I agree. And also, right, you, you always want to be early as, as early as possible. You want to give your letter writers, like, at least more than one or two months because, first of all, going early shows that you're prepared, uh-huh. you know you're what, organized. you're organized and you're on time. And that just, that kind of alleviates the pressure and it makes them feel worse because if you give them like two or three months, they're going to put it off for sure. Yeah, Unless they're definitely. like one of those crazy professors that are yeah. like on the spot, but they're going to put it off. So then you're like, oh, I gave it to you a month ago. You can send them a reminder and then they'll start feeling bad like, oh, wow, it has been a month. So, right? And also, it's just way less busy at the beginning of spring semester compared to the midterm or the finals. And also, you're not the only one probably asking them for a no, letter. Like, I think each professor probably gets like 20, yeah. 25. And they're going to start getting annoyed if you're like number 15 that walks into their office asking for a letter. So, better you be You always want to be number one. Always. Always <laughs> yeah, be number one. Yeah, be the first one there. Okay. So, so, now that we know the timing. I guess, who are we asking? Are we asking... You know, my mom, are we asking my my Mm. brother? So you're asking professionals. um, My mom's a professional. Yeah. Your mom's a professional. Okay, but you know what I mean. You're asking professors, right? So um, without getting too specific, we'll talk about that later with like science and non-science, blah, blah, blah. You want to make sure that you're asking people that can write a good letter. Um, That's the main thing. That's the main thing. So you... Even if they were a past professor and you kind of worry they forgot about you, you have to go in person, always go in person, um, have a conversation with them, talk to them. And then before you ask, well, when you ask, you say, can you write me a strong letter of recommendation? Before introducing yourself or saying anything, just walk in and ask, <laughs> ask them, can you write me a good letter? No, after having a nice, cool conversation, making them laugh, 
you know, hanging out a little bit and you say, hey, so can you write me a strong letter recommendation from medical school? And then they'll tell you an honest answer, obviously, because they're the ones writing it. Yeah, I think the main thing is because by asking them that, you're giving them the option of opting out. Like, I feel like if they don't feel comfortable writing a letter and you ask them that, then they'll be like, okay, I I don't want to write you a letter. And that's good. You want to make sure that they're honest with you because you're never going to see this letter. You're never going to be able to read it. So you'll never know if it's good or bad. So if you ask them that and they feel compelled to tell you, look, I'm not going to write you a good letter, then you at least you know I need to find somebody else. And that's yeah. the main thing. I'd rather have a no from three professors and then have an all-star letter of recommendation than having, you know, two or three so-so ones. Exactly. Right? Agree 110%. So you want to talk about science, non-science now? Well, I was going to go into, like, how you go around asking. Sure, let's do that. Let's do that, too. So I'll, I guess we'll share what we did. Um... We kind of set we up bought. We went to Starbucks. We bought a bunch of coffees for our professors. We kind of split up around campus. Uh-huh. We ran around. We gave them each a picture of ourselves, mm-hmm. and then we saw if they remembered us. Yeah, and we added them on Facebook. Had some little chats and talked to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Slipped a hundred. Uh huh. No. So what we did was um, we prepared these little portfolios that had our resume. It's probably worse. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that had our resume. Uh, transcripts. Our transcripts, we print our transcripts, like unofficial transcripts online, and um, these official papers that we needed for the actual letter of recommendation for them to sign off these little things and instructions and how to send it in. Mm-hmm. And um, for some professors, if we did like some sort of project or like an essay or something that we did, like that I felt like was important in yeah. the class that I did, um, like for one of my professors, I submitted like this essay. I showed it to them and I had a conversation with them. So that they can have an idea of like, they, they'll remember your type of work or they at least have an example. Like, oh, wow, this is good. more to talk about too. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we also included a little bit, we an envelope with like a stamp just to make their lives easier. Most of the time they returned it, but it's just a good gesture. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we, I don't know if I mentioned this, like, I don't know, more detailed, but when you ask them, you should definitely go in person, like to their office hours. Uh, like send them an email first, like, hey, can we meet up? Um, in your office hours when you're available and then you're going to go show up in person because one they're going to want to see your face and who you are they're not going to write a letter recommendation just through an email and then you can talk and they can see more personality and um, they can ask you questions they might want to know and I don't know it's just a good way for them to remember who you were if you hadn't taken them for a while or whatever Um, and then with that you you go in with a portfolio and that just gives them more information and they can also write down when you're talking in the little sheets Mm -hmm. like one professor did for me and then they keep that, and when they write it, they have something to look on. I also don't think it's a good like I don't think it's a good idea of, like to wait for a class to be over, and then after five students go and ask them questions after class, you you just go to them. Oh, can you write me a letter? Yeah, you want to no. make sure this is like a one on one. That they it's like, like a more a more setting. personal setting too that they get to know you and really see the type of person you are. Um, another, I guess like this is a little bit of a side note from what we were like uh, mentioning before. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those freshmen and sophomore. You might not want to be getting letters. Like, you might think, oh, I want to get a letter from this professor. But I wouldn't recommend asking so early because, one, a lot of times professors are asking you, are you already applying? Have you taken your MCAT? Because they want to make sure they're writing a letter for somebody that they know for sure is applying because a lot of things can change. Who knows? You might even decide, I don't want to go into medical school yet. I want to take an extra master's program. Or... You're, you have a change of heart, like, in your third or fourth year. Like, so many things can happen that professors want to make sure you're certainly applying. A lot of times, we've, we've had professors that they have yeah. MCAT requirements. You need to have a, a certain score to get a letter of recommendation. So, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't go ahead and ask so early on in your college career. I would probably wait until my last like like Kathleen said, the year you're, the year applying. you're applying. So mm-hmm. you know for sure I need this by a certain date and then that's always the best. So for you freshmen, sophomores or juniors that aren't applying, um, you know, if you have a good relationship with a professor, just keep that in mind and keep them in your little notebook and so you mm-hmm. don't forget them and keep tabs, you know, try to maybe take a class like we mentioned before. Uh, All right, so now Jumping back in to so we, when we're um, asking them, so we yeah. had a little, like we mentioned, a little, a little folder yeah. with yeah. The, with the stuff inside. Um, how, like, were you nervous going up to professors to ask them? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I would have to push me sometimes because I would get so nervous. Not physically push her. No, <laughs> yeah, I would like, never do that. Obviously, um, you know, emotionally pump me up, especially for those professors that you hadn't talked to in a little bit. Um, I don't know, just also kind of nerve wracking. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's just nerve wracking to. I mean, you want to make sure you actually have a relationship somewhat, and they remember you and they know you. So, yeah, they weren't completely random people. Um, but obviously, there's some letter writers that you're a lot, you know, more comfortable with than others, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, it was like nerve wracking. I think it's just kind of be yourself. Is cheesy. I think the main thing is. is go in there knowing that you have absolutely nothing to lose. Yeah. Don't fear the rejection. Chances are, and I mean, I for sure, everybody's taken at least, you know, 15 to 20 different professors. I haven't done the math. I'm not sure. But you've taken a lot of professors throughout your college career. You're going to have a lot of options. They might not be your one or two options, but you're going to have options. Like, there's always more people to go and ask. So you have nothing to lose. Go up to them and ask them. Go confident. Ask them. And if they say no, good. Well, they said yeah. no, and you go on to your next one. You literally have nothing to lose, and that's what I was always telling Kathleen, like, don't be nervous. If they say no, we're going to find somebody else. Yeah. I Unless get, it's, like, the last professor. You I already can, asked I, every other professor, and then you kind of have a problem. I can get pretty anxious. I went pretty helpful with that. But, but it's yeah. It's okay. Everyone gets nervous. It's completely normal. It's also kind of, like, weird to ask someone, like, can you write me a letter of recommendation? Like, to me, that's just kind of... But you I also... kind of hate it. You also have like, to remember that these are professors that know that students have to ask them for, for letters, because... Almost yeah. every student that is in college has some type of aspiration to go yeah, either to a grad school or even for jobs, yeah. you're going to need letters of recommendation. So professors know, hey, my college students are probably going to ask me. So they, they go in with that mindset. They know they need letters. And the good thing about it is these letters are supposed to um, show your, uh, what is it, intellectual capabilities. So they are going to focus the letter mostly on how you are as a student, how you compare it to other students. It's not solely about your character. So it's, it's okay. They don't know like this huge personal side to you and they know your family, your mom's name, blah, blah. Like their, their main focus with that letter. And that's why they like medical schools want your teachers because they're the ones who taught you. They want to see how you are as a student and if you can be a good student for medical school as well. So that's the main focus here. So don't get too nervous. There might be people that have like really close relationships with our professors and that's not you. It's okay. Um, it's mostly supposed to be like your student capabilities. Yeah. Right. So go in there, ask, nothing to lose. Um, in terms of, so I know what that. What letters are we asking for? Like yeah. from what, what subjects? Yeah, yeah. So I know when I first started, um, I'm talking about like when I f- like decided I want to go into medical school and I was like a freshman or sophomore, I thought I can only get letters from like bio, chemistry, orgo, um, or like those like prerequisite courses for medical school, I thought I can only get letters of recommendation from them, but that is not true at all because you can get letters of recommendation from any subject. Um, as long as it's like it, you, you'll need science and non-science, right? Yeah. So I guess we could talk a little bit about this with recommendation for cert, like the requirements of letters of recommendation. 
they're different with every medical school. It depends on the school, obviously. But the majority rule is um, it's usually two to three, and they consist of two science letters and one non-science. So that means if you had a professor that taught you a science course. and this STEM in, subjects. Yeah, so science, this includes technology, science, tech, engineering, and math. math. Um, if they taught you that course, they can write you a letter of recommendation. You could get one from your calculus professor. Yeah, you could. Um, and then one non-science, so that'll be your social sciences, like psychology, psych, and then like sociology, history, religion, English, literature, history, like I said history, but ethics, humanities, all of those yeah. courses that don't fall under science, that'll be a non-science. So then you in total have three. That's like a nice happy number. Um, and that's like the general rule. Now, other schools have extra little requirements. So they'll have a character letter, um, which is usually, it can be anybody, uh, but preferably someone from, and maybe a volunteer. Someone that place. knows you well. So yeah, but not like your family. What I mean is that yeah. someone you want, like a supervisor from your volunteering hospital place, or if you're your research mentor. Um, if you were in an organization and they had like a professor, uh, supervisor, yeah, like a sponsor or something like then that, then that person can write someone you a good you, one. Yeah, you worked with that, they, but they, they, that knows you well because sometimes they don't know who you so are. So that letter would serve more as like your personality. Um, and who you are as a person. So that's like a character. So some schools require that. Now, if the school doesn't require it, it doesn't mean that you don't have to get it. So let's say you have your three required. Like so two right science, now we're at two science yeah. and one non-science. So that's three. And then you want to get... Like a, you want to get like some sort of... It's not character, but like a... Extracurricular letter. Yeah. So... Um, research lab. If yeah. Even it. if it's not required for medical schools, I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just something that can show who you are. So... Like if I you, mentioned yeah. before. If you did research, try and get one from your PI. If uh-huh. you did community service, try to get one from the supervisor there. If you did, um, if maybe... If, oh, you if shadow you, with a doctor. Shadowing That's is another one. That's a really one. good one, too. Some, like, it, it's not required to get a physician letter, but I, I obviously it looks really good because you want to be a doctor and you get one from a doctor, and that's just really good for you. So Right. So now that we're on like the physician letter subject, um, Kathleen and I, are, um, our pre-health advisor at our undergrad... Kind of said, well, you. I see you guys had shadowing. Why didn't you get a letter from that physician? Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like, well, we didn't feel comfortable asking because, you know, doctors are busy people and you feel sometimes uncomfortable asking them for letters and taking time out of their busy schedules. So, and I mean, professors are too, but doctors is a little different because you're not, you don't have that relationship with them. Yeah, you're just um, there out of like just watching them. Yeah, so I, I mean, we didn't feel comfortable asking the people we shadowed and our advisor was kind of like, well, you should have, but... You know what? At the end of the day, it didn't affect us in any way. Well, as, as we know. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I don't. I mean, I don't think it's affected us. But yeah. um, who knows? If you can and you have that relationship, ask them. But you know what? Again, you have nothing to lose if you shadow them. If you if you shadow them, you ask them, and they say no. Okay, thank you. Well, can I continue shadowing you? And it's not a problem at all. But don't feel like, don't feel like it's a requirement. Yeah, because I feel like most of the time that people get um, and I'm like talking to you about this. I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but. I feel like most times people get those letters of recommendation from doctors or sometimes people that maybe they've worked with them, like actual work, like a scribe or a medical assistant yes. or some sort, because that's when you really do form a really close bond. Like that's you your do, boss, you basically. And you're there most of the time. Compared yeah. to shadowing, it's usually hey, for a short period of time and like maybe once a week, twice a week or whatever the case may be. And it's that and you're just shadowing. You're not really working for them. Yeah. So it's and if you're lucky, different. maybe it's like a family friend or something. And then you feel a little bit more comfortable with that person. Yeah. But the again, it's like, don't freak yourself out if you don't have a doctor. Yeah, you're not forced to. It's not a requirement. Yeah. It's not I don't like 
it may or may not hurt you, but at the end of the day, we've gotten into medical schools and it hasn't yeah. affected us to that extent. Yeah. And if you don't have a doctor, just focus on other extracurriculars, like we said, like your PI or a volunteer or supervisor. So those are all really good letters to have in addition to the required quote unquote letters. Right. Um, now, so there's committee letters too. What's a committee letter? So if your undergrad institution has a pre-health office, um, they most likely have a pre-health committee. Pause. If you do not know if your school or undergrad institution has a pre-health office, <laughs> pause this episode right now. Go online and Google your school's name with pre-health advising or counseling and see if they have one. Call the school and find out if they do. Because if you don't know that, you need to know it. Um, so most, a lot, I feel like a lot of schools have a pre-health advising office. Some schools don't, but please find out. And if, if they do, then get connected with them, make an appointment with an advisor there so they can get, in, get to know you. And then you, you find out about all this committee stuff, but unpause. So Kathleen, committee letters, what's the deal? So as Edwin mentioned, there's this committee at your undergrad, right? You so- mentioned it. Oh, I don't know who mentioned it. <laughs> I Actually, I don't know. Go on. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever. Um, there is a committee there, and they are going to be able to write you a committee letter. So how do you go about this? First step is most likely signing up with like um, I said, find paying out. a fee. Yeah, find yeah, out. You and once you find out, it's probably a fee. I mean, that's what our experience was. It was this like, small fee of like $65, um, and that gets you other documents and for them to review your things and ultimately consider you for the committee and then write you the letter at the end. Uh, and then with that, once you have that, you open your file is what they call it. You can already start um, sending in your letters that way. So when you go to your letter writer and you say, blah, blah, blah write me a letter. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to write you an awesome letter. Okay. Sorry. That was my phone. Um, and they agree to write you an awesome letter. You, they will be sending it to the committee, Right. Yes. So how it, ba- do you send it to the committee, Edwin? Uh, with a pigeon. Yes. So ba- basically, the committee letter makes your life a lot easier because instead of all your letter writers going directly to the AmpCast website, opening an account, and going through the entire process, they just have to send your letter directly to the email of uh, whatever pre-health office uh, email is, and then the pre-health office accumulates all these letters. From your extracurricular, from all your professors, from the non-science, the yeah, science. Any letter, any letter. Any it letter. doesn't even have to be the professor ones. Even the one that you got source. from your mom and your brother. No. You could put it there. <laughs> and then they'll put it all together in this one package. And then from that, they read it. Then they, they, they you can go through a whole interview after you take your MCAT. Basically, once you're every, everything's ready, they'll interview you and they'll write you like a, a letter as a committee saying, oh, we think this is a great candidate, blah, blah, blah. Or we think this is an average candidate, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but to speak in more detail of that, just so might as well just talk about the whole committee. Yeah, yeah. So, the committees do have some requirements. So they will have a requirement of... Like a 520 well, to get yeah, the like, committee. Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I thought you were talking about something else. They have MCAT requirements. So they're not usually like uh, like too high. They aren't high. Um, I think they're a little bit above average. So for our experience, it was a 504. This is for the committee? For the committee in our school was a 504. Yeah. Well, it was a 504, and then you needed to reach a a certain GPA, which I don't remember right now. I think three points. Um, Like thinking 3.6 Between 3.5 and 3.7. Somewhere around there. Um, 
and have and you must have had the two science, one non-science. Yeah. So what happens In if you addition, don't have a five hundred four? Wait, we're on two apply? different pages right now. Okay. Wait. Hold that wait, thought, guys. There's one little. There's one little snippet. Go go. In addition to the letters, snippet. at least our pre-health committee required this. They wanted us to fill out six evaluation sheets. So these evaluation sheets were to be given to any professor that taught us a course. And I think it was four of them had to be science, two of them had to be non-science. And by the way, these people can be the same people that are writing your letters. Um, Just give them an extra form they have to fill out, but it's okay. They're probably used to it. Um, And you have to find basically like extra professors to write you a little evaluation, but it's not like a crazy letter. It's a form and they have to write in what grade you got, what percentage you were in the class. So obviously you're going to go to the ones you got those good grades in, like your A's, shoot for the A's always. Um, And if you can't, it's okay, get the B. But um, uh, obviously not a bad grade, duh. And then they're just going to fill out a little form, like how were they as a class, as a student, how were they in the class, blah, 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 sign it. And then they have to submit it to the pre-health committee on their own, usually by email, or they could just walk to the office in person. So so that's why we included the little envelope, but a lot of times they just scan it and send it to the office. But we included that in part of our portfolio. If they were writing us a whole letter thing, we added that evaluation sheet. So that's another requirement that the committee had for us. So it was MCAT, GPA, the letters, and the evaluations, and I think. That's it. And then um, they need a copy oh, of the no, transcripts. And you also need to fill out this, uh, this questionnaire. Oh, yeah. I can this questionnaire that. that has like a lot of things. And it, it even has like some secondary type questions. It has second. And it has you, almost like your, it's like all your activities. It's almost like doing an AMCAS for your pre-health committee. So they're really just preparing you for every step of the way of applying, which yeah. is good because you're doing it early with their guidance. And you're doing this the year you're applying to. I mean, you're not going to be doing yeah. this like your freshman year. So if you're a freshman, you're kind of hearing this. Don't freak out. This is usually done the year that you're applying. Um, so, yeah, the committee is very helpful, makes your life easier, and you send in everything in. Yeah. So like I was saying, so what happens if you don't have a 504? Can you not do the committee? Or you don't reach that GPA requirement. Yeah. Or like whatever requirement your school has. It might be higher. It might be lower. Yeah. So don't freak out. At least, this is all from our experience, so I don't know if your school is different, but our school, if you didn't meet some of the requirements, then they weren't going to write you a committee letter. That's not what it would be titled. They would call you, like, they it's would call it an advisor letter. An advisor letter. So still, you, re- you let's say you sent in all your letters direct to them, but you didn't meet the MCAT requirement, and you took, like, you took the MCAT a little later, and you're like, damn it, I did all that for nothing. No, they're still going to compile all your letters together. They're still going to be the ones submitting it to your MCAT, so you don't have to worry. They're just not going to write you a committee letter. It's just going to be an advice letter. And yeah. I think the difference is in length, um, in the length of the letter that they write you. I don't know that much detail. You can go ahead and ask them specifically. And I, I also think because they sometimes classify you as like super highly recommended, highly recommended, recommended, etc. They might not put you in like, they'll probably give you like a, oh, we recommend this student instead of like a highly recommended. I I'm, Again, I'm not too sure every school is different, but... It's not like you're going to spend your money and it's going to go to waste if you don't get a certain requirement. They're always going to help you out in general and be able to do something for you. So, again, in general, if your school has a committee, I I would say absolutely go through the committee. Don't don't even think about not doing it because then medical schools are going to question, why didn't this student go through the committee? What was wrong with them that they didn't want to go through the committee? Were they unaware? Were they not prepared? Did they, did they not have certain requirements? So don't make medical schools ask a question about you. Yeah. Just have the committee for them. And it makes it your lives a lot simpler, a lot easier. Yes. Believe us. We've, we went through it. And these, these are people that have been through it. They can guide you. They can answer a lot of your questions. So 
Just do and it. And then Nike. this little snip, um, there is an interview. So you do want to, like, just for timely pur- manners, purposes, whatever, um, you want to get in all your letters of rec in a good time and then fill in all those requirements, right? You got your MCAT in, your GPA, your transcripts. You give the committee everything they asked for. And they say, yes, okay, you qualify for a committee letter. Now, the last step is just to conduct an interview. Mm-hmm. Depending on the season, if it's already like if it's the winter April, or the spring, May. no, 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 <laughs> or if it's like <laughs> if it's already summer, come on, let me talk. If it's already May, like April, May, fall, come on. Sorry, go. You're most likely not the only person applying to medical school that cycle, right? So you're in competition with all your people and the pre committee. Not competition. Not competition. It's I'm sorry. Friendly I'm battling. Sorry. Not competition, but you're to also. The death. Like it's competition, everybody. <laughs> Everybody's trying to get in. Okay, only one seat. You guys no. can do it. You, I meant competition as in like time. So you're gonna be on a whole list, and they're gonna call you like, okay, yeah, we can schedule your interview for this time. When we got everything in, by the time we got everything in, they said, oh, you're on a wait list now. We'll probably won't call you until like two to three weeks to schedule an interview. And we're like, darn it, like that's just gonna put on a little bit of a hold. But doesn't matter. You just wait for the committee interview. But meanwhile, work on your application. Work on getting all your things in on AppCast and getting your transcripts in. Um, and then you can even submit your medical school application without having the letter recommendation uploaded to your account. So just go on about that. Like The committee's doing their thing. Once you do a little interview, they just have to write it and they'll send it in. There's no controlling that. Um, you, on the other hand, they, they even told us, submit your app, submit it. You're like, that's it. Like we'll mm-hmm. upload it when we upload it, but you submit your app because you do want to get verified. And we talk about this on our other podcast. You want to make sure that your app cast is getting verified and that takes a good amount of time. Um, and by the time it finally gets verified, your letter will probably already be updated. Um, I mean, uploaded onto it. So yeah, that's just a little word of advice for timeliness. So keep that in mind that you do have that interview and it might take some time for them to also write you a letter. I'm not gonna just gonna do it in one day. Right. They have other students to write a letter for. So it does take a lot of time. So just keep that in mind. And for those of you who are don't have a, a pre-health committee in your undergrad, um, I do know a little bit of the process you have to go through because um, after we submitted all our letters of recommendation, we submitted our AMCAS, I actually had to add an extra letter so I had to go to that letter writer and they had to make an account with AMCAS. They had to go and um, upload the letter on that account and they had to go to like a special link and submit it there. The details of it are uh, there. It's a little, it's like an extra step you have to do other than sending it to the committee. It's not too bad, but it is, um, it's much simpler if you go through a committee. But yeah, otherwise, if you don't go to a committee, you have to upload all your letters individually. Each of your letter writers needs to make an account, submit it to the AMCAS. And that goes to all the schools. Do you want to mention a little bit of what we have to do on our end when we're selecting schools on the AMCAS in terms of like picking like? Yeah. Um, On our AMCAS application episode, we did mention that obviously one of the steps of submitting your application for medical school, it's um, uploading or not uploading. I think it's clicking. Like confirming. Confirming the letter recommendation. So what it is is. It's like, do you have a letter of recommendation? And you write, yes. you write, um, <laughs> for us, it was the name of the director of the pre-health at yeah. our undergrad. And we put their name and we tiled it as committee letter. So then when it got submitted up to our application, 
Um, it just kind of was on that file. So when you're sending it to the schools, whenever you pick a school, it's going to ask a little box under it and says letter recommendation. And then you click what letter recommendation you want to send. Yeah. For me, because I just had everything under a committee, I always clicked that one little box, said send committee. And that's all I did. But Edwin, however, as you heard, he had to submit a little extra letter for a couple, like a yeah, one a or schools. two schools. Yeah. Um, and then when he added that, he had to click two boxes. Yeah. On top of that. So yeah. it's you're not completely uh, free of work, but the pre-health committee, they do a great job of explaining exactly what you have to do. Like, that's the good thing about this because when you're applying, you have a lot of questions and these are people that go through this every single year, hundreds of times. So they'll know exactly what to tell you. They know exactly what questions you're going to have and they can help you out a lot. So we highly recommend going through a committee and um, I think... No, I do have one thing. Some miscellaneous... Bye, guys. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I ramble a lot, but I just feel like I have so much information just, to just give. Let it out. Let it out. Let it um, out. Master programs. Have oh, you done a master yes. program and now you're trying to apply to medical school? Although we don't have, like, we don't have any experience to speak from. However, I have done a lot of, we've done a lot of researching and Googling. Um, I have read that if you did a master's program, that... I think medical schools really do like if you no, get like it. if you if you did I think schools want and a letter from your highest level of education. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not getting letters from your high school teachers yeah, for medical just, school. No, yeah. So if you did a masters, you I think you actually like I think you need to have a letter from yeah, somebody in need. that program, either the director of the master's program or your professor or whatever. No, I mean your professor you took. I mean like you when you do a master's program, you're taking several classes. So keep that in mind if you're if you're taking or you already ha- did a master's, get that letter. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely. Now oh, another how many note, total total letters. Total you total have? letters. I don't think more than five. Oh yeah. Five or- if you have five, that's it. Cut it. Like yeah. it's, it's too much. Because too much like you're trying too hard to get out extra letters. Yeah. And I feel like schools are gonna be like, look at this guy. Our pre health office also told us that like too many, it's kind of, like, annoying. And I've also Googled that too many is kind of, like, I don't know. It, it Sometimes it becomes weaker, too. The more people you're trying to ask, they might not be as good. And it's better to have a couple strong Quality ones. over quantity. Yes. A couple strong ones than a whole bunch of weak ones. Yeah. 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 I think that's it. Thank you. I hope this Thank you very much. Shorter. EP out. Mm-hmm. KG out. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.